What's happening, everybody? On today's show, the latest on injuries going on around the league. We'll give you the latest on Bryce Young, Jaden Daniels, Cedric Tillman, K.J. Jefferson, Zach Calzada, and more. Also, the SEC Players of the Week from this past weekend. And the TV schedule is out for Week 7 next week. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security with Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe. 24 7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college to learn more. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. And remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at Locked on sec.com let's jump into it let's go around the conference around the conference and we start over at alabama as nick saban meeting with the media on monday and of course a lot of attention surrounding bryce Young's shoulder injury when will he be back he continues to be day to day of course we saw jalen milrow in there for alabama and uh, looked pretty good, did some good things for Bama. But Nick Saban got a little testy with the media on Monday because of media reports. Saban always going after the media for their rat poison. Here's a little bit of what that sounded like. You, you, you might as well make it up. I, I saw today where there's headlines in the paper that, you know, I'm going to keep it a secret what we're going to do with Bryce. Um, that's, it sounded like me making that statement. But it, I've never said that. But it, it was there in black and white. Like, so you can make up whatever you want to make up. You know, look at somebody else's running quarterback and say they should put these plays in. I think that'd be a better way to do it. Saban went on to say uh, he's got a little bit of a shoulder injury. It's not a long-term type of injury, but going to be day-to-day. Uh, added, it's unlikely there will be another update on Bryce Young ahead of Saturday's game. Saban was also asked if he would tell Bryce Young to do anything different with the injury uh, he sustained. He said, don't put yourself in a bad position. He could have thrown the ball away before, and he could have just let the guy tackle him. In either case, he probably wouldn't have had that issue. More on Bama and AM coming up in just a little bit. Meanwhile, over at Auburn, Brian Harson uh, trying to pick up the pieces on a season that's kind of going sideways. Zach Calzada, the third-string quarterback who has not played at all this year, transferred in from Texas A&M. He was set to undergo season-ending surgery, according to a report from On3 Sports. Harson had not confirmed or denied the report. And on Monday, he finally revealed that Calzada's surgery is set for Wednesday. Robbie Ashford had been in the starting role with TJ Finley out with his shoulder injury. Harson also revealed that Trey Lindsey, a uh, senior quarterback from Alabama, walked on to the team in 2019. He's now on scholarship. He said he's out there every single week. The guy's a future coach. He brings a tremendous value and a lot of really positive things to this team. So they threw him on scholarship. Also still have former four-star recruit Holden Gariner in there as a true freshman. Uh, no word as of yet regarding T.J. Finley's status. 
for the Georgia game coming up this weekend. Now, Paul Feinbaum making his weekly appearance on Jocks FM with Greg McElroy and Cole Kublik on Monday. He says, quote, if the end was near last week for Brian Harson, the end is nearer this week. He said, I really have to anticipate it's either at the end of this week or the next because the frustration the Auburn family is boiling over. Weinbaum went on to say, at some point, Auburn needs to quit acting like this is going to be corrected. Auburn had some amazing opportunities lately, and they have failed. One of those games that they failed in was uh, their loss to LSU this past weekend as Jaden Daniels been the big uh, piece of LSU's offense so far throughout the season. Now, he left the game late uh, with an injury to his leg, and uh, Garrett Nussmeyer took over for him. On Monday, LSU head coach Brian Kelly asked about the status of Jaden Daniels. He said, I've always felt like there's a difference between being injured and being hurt. If you're injured, our trainers are going to take care of you. They're going to pull you out of the game. If you're hurt, they're going to administer the necessary things and try to get you back into the game. Jaden was hurt, but the pain level was pretty high, so he wasn't able to finish the game. But he's much better today, and he'll be ready to play on Saturday. So big news for LSU and Jaden Daniels as they prepare for Tennessee coming into Death Valley Saturday morning. Now, Brian Kelly also praised uh, the medical staffs at LSU and Auburn for helping take care of cornerback Seven Banks, who was injured on the opening kickoff on Saturday's win at Auburn. Kelly said Monday that Banks has a bruised spinal cord. He said, which all things consider is great news, considering uh, you know, he was laying on the field for a while. There were no structural issues. He said Banks will be out five to six weeks, but everything else looked to be clear. Kelly called it a very scary situation. Now, he said the injury is similar to Major Burns' injury, where there was a bruise at the time of the play. Uh, Auburn's Wesley Steiner immediately signaled to the LSU sideline that Banks needed assistance. So we'll see if he gets back out there for LSU later this season. Speaking of LSU this weekend, taking on Tennessee, Josh Heupel talking with the media on Monday, coming off their bye week, and a lot of questions on Cedric Tillman. Will he be back out there for the Vols? Heupel confirming said Cedric did have surgery. The timeline, he did that just to have an opportunity to speed up their recovery process side of it. We'll see where he's at. He was limited, but moving around a little bit today. We'll continue to see how it unfolds this week and see where we're at. Heupel said Tillman would need to be a functional player and play at a, the level of coaching staff wants him to be at for the LSU game. Also, defensive back Warren Burrell also had surgery. He will be out for the rest of the season. As for the early kickoff time, Heupel said if you ask coaches around the country, they would all want the earliest kickoff time possible. He said it'll be a packed house. It's going to be a tough place to play in Baton Rouge. Now, Vols are going to look a little different this weekend as their smoky gray uniforms. They've worn them four times throughout the years, have not made an appearance since 2017. They're going to don them this Saturday in Death Valley. The program announced on Monday the Nike design uniforms will be updated and worn at least one time in each of the following three seasons. So big news for Tennessee fans who like a little bit of a different look on the unis as they head into LSU. Now, a lot of people wondering, why this game? Why not at home? Well, LSU wears white at home. So kind of makes sense. If you want to go color, why not go do it on the road in a place where the home team always wears white? So we'll see if the gray unis fire up the uh, ball players in a uh, what he expects to be a very tough game against 
LSU. Over in Arkansas, they're still licking their wounds after the, getting their uh, brains beaten by Alabama this past weekend. Sam Pittman was asked about quarterback K.J. Jefferson's status ahead of the Mississippi State game after uh, he had uh, sustained an injury. He said he had some mild symptoms, and those are things that our doctors look at as far as concussion, I guess. Said each kid's a little bit different for how they react, and we've had guys back in three or four days. We've had guys out for 27 days. It's kind of a wait and see, to be honest with you. Asked if Jefferson is in concussion protocol, Pittman said, I didn't say that. After the uh, Alabama loss, Pittman said Jefferson hit his head, but he doesn't know the severity of the injury. Kate Fortin and Malik Hornsby would be the other options if Jefferson can't go. Pittman said the coaches are very confident about Cade Fortin in practice. He said he's done really well in the two-minute situations. He's a good quarterback. He has experience. We also believe in Malik. If anything happened there, we still have two really good quarterbacks that can. They're certainly different, even though Cade can run a little bit as well. He would probably be looked at as more of a passer, and Malik is a runner. Uh, but they can do either. So we'll see uh, what Arkansas decides to do with a big game against Mississippi State coming this weekend. Texas A&M and Alabama taken to the field on Saturday night. And uh, Jimbo Fisher, obviously, has got a lot of question marks with him right now at Texas A&M. Uh, the status of that program. And Max Johnson, their quarterback, is day-to-day with a hand issue. As for uh, trying to prepare for Bryce Young or Jalen Milrow, Fisher was asked Monday for a scouting report on the Alabama backup quarterback, who may be the starter if Bryce can't go. Jalen Milrow, uh, Fisher said, very athletic, strong, uh, has a strong arm, can throw the heck out of it, came to our camp, great body, great competitor, did a heck of a job in our camp. He was a guy we were recruiting, outstanding athlete, very athletic, he can throw it a mile. So we will see uh, if it is Jalen Milrow who takes the field for Alabama against AM in Tuscaloosa this weekend. The Aggies, of course, started the season ranked sixth in the country since then they've lost to Appalachian State and now Mississippi State. Jimbo Fisher said Max Johnson uh, is currently day-to-day, banged his hand. He said, we'll go day-to-day with him. We'll get Haynes King and Connor Wagman ready to play if Max can't go. And he said, don't expect any definitive word from Jimbo on the quarterback spot. Fisher said, quote, what do you want me to do? Call Nick and tell him who we're starting? So there you go. That is uh, the latest there with the Aggies. Oh, one more quick note. Lane Kiffin did receive a little bit of an honor this week. He was named the Dodd Trophy Coach of the Week. Rebels beat number seven Kentucky at home on Saturday, 22-19. to It was the 13th consecutive home win for Ole Miss. And uh, Jim Jim Terry, the chairman of the Bobby Dodd Coach of the Year Foundation, said Coach Kiffin has sparked new life into the Ole Miss football program, building off of last year's success and starting the season 5-0. So congrats to uh, Lane Kiffin. The Rebels will be on the road this Saturday at Vanderbilt. And one more note from that game. Obviously, uh, they beat Kentucky. Mark Stoops talking with the media on Monday. said he was very pleased with uh, how Chris Rodriguez looked in his first game back. 72 yards and a touchdown on 19 carries. He said it was good. I think late in the game he was a little winded. But just getting a feel for it was good. And I thought he responded well. They will uh, take on South Carolina this Saturday. And there you have it. That is part of the latest going on around the conference. Uh, Coming up next, we'll touch on Georgia and a few other notes uh, as we continue going around the conference. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. 
want to tell you about our friends over at Simply Safe. Look, the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect with cutting-edge security technology powered by 24/7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. And plenty of reasons to love it. They uh, have 24/7 professional monitoring. Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home with protection. They got advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. Uh, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert when a threat is real. Look, customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college to learn more. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Continue on here, Locked On SEC, and again, we just had so many tidbits going on around the conference, we got to jump right back into it as uh, we continue getting you caught up to date with all the latest news, and we head out to Georgia, as Kirby Smart said that Jalen Carter is not looking good to play this week against Auburn after the Georgia defensive lineman was injured on a controversial block this past Saturday at Missouri. On Monday, Smart said Carter will be out a week or two with a sprained MCL. Smart was asked a couple of times about his opinion on the block. You know, a lot of people thinking it was an illegal block. Smart said it wasn't up to him to say, but the official who made the call, he said, it doesn't matter what I think about the block. Carter, before the Missouri game, was dealing with an ankle injury in games like uh, Kent State and South Carolina. After this week, Georgia will play Vanderbilt, and then they'll have an off week before taking on Florida down in Jacksonville on October 29th. So Jalen Carter, not the kind of year that uh, a lot of folks were expecting. Just been a little bit banged up. Thought uh, that he was going to be set for a monster year stepping in there as the full-time starter, but we'll see if he can get back in there. Now, a few other pieces from Georgia. Kirby Smart revealed Monday that Javon Bullard's suspension was one game, and the Georgia DB will return to action this week. When they play host to Auburn, he said, we're expecting to get Javon back this week. Tyke Smith did a good job coming in. He will continue to play the star like he has in previous games. He did a great job practicing, got a lot of confidence in Tyke. Gives us some depth, some depth at that spot. Uh, they complement each other real well, and I hope that both of them can help us. Smart said last week, Georgia would handle Bullard's status internally after he was arrested on a DUI charge. Um... Bullard was a starter in the Bulldogs' first two games of the season, made three tackles in their win over Kent State two weeks ago. Now, uh, the Bulldogs are not number one anymore, of course. They moved down a spot, Alabama moving back up to the number one spot after uh, that, I don't want to say, eh, say not lackluster performance against Missouri this past weekend, but now they'll take on Auburn, a struggling Auburn team, but still a very talented running back in Tank Bigsby coming in, and... Kirby Smart talking about Bigsby on Monday. He said, look, run game, pass game, he's explosive. Bigsby has 326 rushing yards so far. Has not had a 100-yard rushing game since week one. Kirby said he's a great guy out of the backfield. Can catch the ball, catches screens well. He's vertical on his run game. 
He's tough. Yards after contact. He's one of those backs like the good ones. They get better with their carries. Extremely physical and runs with low pad level. Let's see uh, if Tech Bigsby can get back to his normal form against Georgia. That's going to be pretty tough. Some news over at Mizzou. They are going to host Memphis next season at the Dome at America Center in St. Louis after the game was moved from the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. According to the Post-Dispatch, Missouri officials have been working with officials at Memphis to move the game to a neutral site. So they will play it in St. Louis. The Missouri-Memphis battle next fall scheduled for September 23rd. It's Missouri's third game of the season. Financial terms of the deal not available just yet, but under Gary Pinkle, Mizzou played Illinois at the Dome six times between 2002 and 2010. So now the Tigers going back to St. Louis, big uh, recruiting ground for them. And uh, game will reportedly be part of a new renewed partnership with the St. Louis Sports Commission to host more events in the city in 2023 and 2024. Uh, Memphis resisted moving the game from their home city, but also wanted to preserve the matchup. Their AD said, to be clear, we're very disappointed that this game could not be played in Memphis. However, once we were made aware, that would no longer be an option. We explored every alternative. In the end, rescheduling the game with Mizzou and St. Louis was the best remaining option for our football game. So they're not very happy about having to move it, but uh, it'll be fun for the city of St. Louis to have Mizzou and Memphis point in that one. Also on Monday, the SEC released game times and TV info for their Week 7 games. And coming in early on, this will be for October 15th, at 12 Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on ESPN, it'll be Auburn at Ole Miss. And then a couple of afternoon games. CBS has picked up the Alabama at Tennessee game. That is going to be a big, big one. Uh, Arkansas at BYU, the rare, uh, you know, big non-conference game in the middle of the season. Uh, That will either be on ABC or ESPN. They'll make a final determination on that one following this weekend's games. Vandy at Georgia, that's 3.30 Eastern. That'll be on the SEC Network. And then the two night games for October 15th, 7 Eastern on ESPN will be LSU at Florida. At 7.30 Eastern, it'll be Mississippi State at Kentucky on the SEC Network. So we're starting to get into the thick of it, man. A lot of really good SEC matchups coming up in the next couple of weeks, and uh, excited to see him. And, of course, uh, a lot of game times, pretty good uh, prime time matchups coming up in the next couple of weeks. Thanks again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll give you the SEC Players of the Week from this past weekend as announced by the conference. That's coming your way in just a second. But first, want to remind you about our friends over at Built Bar. If you have not tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. There is a new flavor. It is delicious. It is indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. Built has done it again. It is the cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, covered in 100% chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs, only 160 calories, and have a whopping 15 grams of protein in there. Go to Built.com right now. Use our promo code LOCK15. That's going to get you 15% off your order, and you are going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. I was just uh, on a quick out-of-town trip. I grabbed a couple of Built Bars, threw them in my backpack, 
Boom, was easy to eat on the plane, at the airport, easy on the go. Go to Built.com right now. Use our promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 over at Built.com. Along here, locked on SEC, and the uh, SEC Players of the Week were just announced for this past weekend. So, figured we'd jump into that with you guys as uh, some tremendous honors going on around the conference. And we'll jump into it with Jameer Gibbs' big fourth quarter explosion on Saturday in Fayetteville. He was recognized as the SEC Offensive Player of the Week. The Alabama running back had 18 carries, 206 yards, and ran away from Arkansas. Really uh, his big breakout game since transferring from Georgia Tech this offseason to Alabama. So congrats to Jameer Gibbs. Meanwhile, Mississippi cornerbacks or Mississippi State cornerback Emmanuel Forbes, he was named SEC Defensive Player of the Week, making two interceptions, including a 33-yard pick six off Haynes King, that helped Mississippi State in the 42-24 win over Texas A&M. He also had a pass deflection. So uh, congrats to Emmanuel Forbes. Over on the special team side, Georgia kicker Jack Pudlesny was named co-special teams player of the week. Hit all four of his field goal attempts and making both of his extra point tries to help Georgia beat Mizzou. Also, uh, Harrison... uh, Outdueled uh, Missouri kicker Harrison Mevis. He was also named co-special teams player of the week. Made all five of his field goals, including a 56-yarder. Ole Miss running back Quinchon Judkins was named co-freshman of the week. 15 carries, 106 yards, and a touchdown in the Rebels' win over Kentucky. Kentucky wideout Barryon Brown. He was named co-freshman of the week. Two passes, uh, Caught two passes for 81 yards, including a 51-yarder. Also had three kick returns. For 164 yards, had an 85-yard return in there as well. Ole Miss freshman Micah Pettis was named Offensive Lineman of the Week after the Rebs ran it all over Kentucky. And LSU defensive end B.J. Ojolari was named Defensive Lineman of the Week. Two sacks, four tackles, all solo in LSU's comeback victory over Auburn on the Plains. So a lot of well-deserved honors there. Congrats to all those guys and... uh, We'll see who is next week's SEC uh, Players of the Week. Well-deserved all around. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Appreciate you guys for listening. I'll be back tomorrow talking all things SEC. We'll have some great guests throughout the week. We'll talk with our buddy Chris Marler from the College Football Uncensored podcast. We'll also catch up with Danny Cannell. I think we're going to do a crossover edition with our folks from Locked on Vols and Locked on LSU to preview that big matchup. So tons of stuff to get into throughout the week. Make sure you're subscribed and locked to, into Locked on SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Now you go make your second listen. Check out any of those other great podcasts we have covering your favorite SEC teams on the Locked on Podcast Network, covering your team. Every day. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.